Welcome to the San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. San Diego Sabres is the premier lightsaber combat training group in the San Diego area. On this show, we get together and talk about saber fighting, combat techniques, and a lot of Star Wars geekery. Welcome once again to San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast. This is producer Andre, and I'm joined tonight by... Either one. Um, <laughs> me. Hi. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still not Robert Chen. Oh, my. That was Doug, uh, and I'm Ian. Hi. And, and that is totally staying in. I don't care. We know, I know we just were talking about editing oopsies and, 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 and floorboards, yeah. but no, that is essence of San Diego Sabres because this is, this is us getting back in the groove yes yeah and because because we are focusing on what makes San Diego Sabres San Diego Sabres I think that right there demonstrates the pentacle of of what San Diego Sabres radio podcast yeah. has become in the of last season or two so yeah we nailed it um, I, I, that that's was, our whole identity you guys. that was beautiful that 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 I'm gonna you know for those random podcast awards you know that come out from different communities that is our, our our pitch right there. I think I think we're there. Messing up the intro. I think that's the or one. not being Robert Chun, one of those two. Yes, yes, and yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, if you did not listen to the last the last podcast where I did give the quick update, um, we are this season of the podcast, and season being a relative term till till I feel like we're done with it, or we find something more interesting to talk about. Um, we are focusing on what makes San Diego Sabers. Unique, special, distinct, awesome, whatever term you want to use that's positive. If you use any negative terms, let me know, and we'll see if it actually fits, and you're just not some bitter, angry hacker that didn't uh, win their tournament because they sucked. Um, I know who you are. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, that was incredibly specific. Yes. Um, but we're tonight we're going to focus on one of the things that, and this, we'll probably revisit this through this this season as we have different guests on um but one of the things that is uh, basic to our lore our curriculum and kind of who we are um what are the things that we have labeled the four uh, tenets of the warrior um and to be honest with you i when i have to recite them i can always remember three and the fourth one will always escape me and it's always a different fourth one so i'm gonna have ian well let's see what those are oh andre all right let's, let's go for it D doug doug it's, doug, it's doug not like your, your master is a yeah it's not like your master is a uh, a council member or anything no no i'm not a council member all right go for it Andre. <laughs> okay Crap. I don't, hey at least you guys have, you have your cheat sheets in front of you mine's across the room um i actually have a small i'm, I'm just checking you i'm i'm doing my part to grab, support grab your, my... your teacher to make sure you're correct in my, in my, my I, I am I am cheat sheetless. Okay, then you give the first one. In, in my cheat sheet. Cheat. Yeah, say that real I fast. Give all four of them. Give all four of them, and then no. we'll come back to them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So the four tenths of the warrior, um, are focused but not fixated, aware but not distracted, driven but not obsessed, and confident but not prideful. The order varies depending on who you're talking to. Yes, it uh, does. And how they remember it. Um, but, uh, that, those are the four tenets. And, uh, -huh. uh, one thing that's really cool about, you know, being on this specific podcast and being able to talk about them is, uh, when I was an initiate, 
I busted my knee hardcore uh, during practice, and I couldn't I couldn't participate in practice for a month. So in order to for a couple months actually, so in order to augment, uh, you know, my training uh, during that time, I focused a lot on studying the four tenants, studying the lore based stuff, studying the club in general. So um, I'm stoked to be on this particular podcast and talking about it. Sweet. Ruby. Sweet. In, um, fact, in fact, you were just uh, involved in the, the first round of cr new curriculum being introduced where we're introducing that into the beginner's class as part of the curriculum, not as a side element of going, hey, you need to know this. We're actually doing it during classroom time. Yep. Yep. We're, uh, we're really trying to bring uh, the mental side of, uh, you know, what you're thinking about and uh, bringing your, your personal outlooks, aspects, study into martial philosophy into our combat curriculum, because those two things really do go hand in hand. Um, and if you have, you know, if you're studying one, it's going to help improve your, your other uh, as well. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the theory anyway. Uh, we'll see if it works out. <laughs> yeah. Which would it be useful for us to just kind of go around the horn through each one and see how they apply to each of us? I, I think that might be the most eff effective and efficient way. Otherwise, we'll just knowing us, we'll just ramble around it, and then twenty yeah. twenty minutes later, we'll find ourselves going, "Hey, we only covered one." Uh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. and that's that's really how how I think these tenants are taught best um, is by you know just having the hearing them and giving your thoughts and your this this is how I, I introduced them to I just was able to introduce them to a new member uh, last week and that was that was the exercise I'd set it and we gave each what it means to us uh, talked about it and then you know that that starts a conversation because uh, they are going to be up to a certain amount of interpretation um, mm -hmm. but they all have a, a base concept and building off that base concept and finding your own uh connection to the four tenants is really what i think what i think personally uh they were going for when they were created yeah uh, well cue, cue angry email from right uh, <laughs> all of reddit reddit yeah. is already yeah um so uh on the topic of andre flailing his arms uh and standing <laughs> up and sitting down and flailing his arms some more while you were talking let's start with aware but not distracted uh andre how does how how is that resonated for you in the, the in the process of combat um there's a lot of things going on and then especially like in tournament and uh, crowd situations, you can have a lot of things going on and you want to be spatially aware so you don't step out of the ring or step on a uh, someone who's kind of standing too close or um, whatnot. Or also and be, be aware of what your, your opponent is doing, but not to the point of mm -hmm. uh, it throwing you off your game or distracting you to the point of um, just losing your vibe as a fighter, you know. Uh, it would really, really suck if we had hecklers in our, our group, which we occasionally do. Not in, mean, in a mean way, but they will, will say things about your fighting that is frequently really hilarious. But it, is, it can obviously take you off your game if you if you're, allow that to get to you. Um, 
and we've had it we've had like hecklers at tournaments before yeah uh, so that's a thing yeah um maybe if and on the topic of san diego safers as, as a whole um we had a reputation as being pretty rowdy when we were at tournaments especially at penguin tournaments sorry you guys um so so we are trying to push this as as an exercise uh, by being as distracting as possible <laughs> when we're in tournaments, apparently. We, we, Sorry, we, Andre, continue, No, 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 please. we, oh. we have it, we, we enjoy being together, and so we tend to be a loud bunch anyway. Um, and then mm -hmm. when when we're at a tournament, we tend to be in an extra heightened, heightened um, spirits. Um, so mm -hmm. the, the energy is even more so. So yeah, it, it, all those little elements that are on the periphery um, can take you out of your game. Um, but mm -hmm. you need to be aware of them but don't let them, being able to compartmentalize, whatever that word is, put them in little boxes. There you got that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, being, I... being able to separate things from the outside of the inside kind of thing. So that's the basics for me. I had an issue with that same word last time <laughs> I was talking about the tenants. I was like, compartmentalis. <laughs> it, it means shipping something across the country, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, on uh, Ian, what? How about you? So, uh, I really liked Andre your your take on it, especially when it comes to to fighting. Um, and w one of the things that I'm trying to push as well in terms of uh, how we're learning the tenants is how do each of these apply to both your combat uh, skills and outside of combat and in in a more general life sort of situation. And uh, of the tenants, uh, aware but not distracted is one of the ones that I think lends itself a little bit easier to a combat, uh, you know, oriented definition than a um, than sort of like an outside thing. But it 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 really can work, um, you know, outside of your your uh, just your fighting. You want to uh, to me, aware but not distracted is everything you said about just not letting uh, outside stimuli throw you off so badly that uh, you are distracted at, at the task at hand. Uh, and I have, I have pretty bad ADD. So that's, uh, this one's a, a tough one for me, especially if I don't take uh, uh, my ADD meds. I'm very like, Ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's over here? Ooh, what's going on here? How, how have you hit me? Like we, the, the judge just said go. We, you know, what but, sport is this? Yeah, where's the football? <laughs> I'm gonna score a three pointer on the green. Strike. Sports um, ball. Yeah, but uh, in terms of being, you know, kind of like outside of the combat uh, scenario, uh, you really want to be aware of what's going on around you at all times, no matter where you are uh especially when it comes to uh just you know if you're in a public place uh you're with your 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 friends your loved ones just understanding like being aware of your surroundings it's a good way to practice actually i find uh this particular tenant is when i go out places i just kind of like try to be aware of okay who's around me what's what's going on uh what are they doing but still focusing on my particular task so nice uh nice. yeah how about you doug what you got for us um so i would love to just say what everything you guys just said because i totally agree uh so i'll but i'll see if i can add anything 
color-wise to that. Um, one, from a pragmatic standpoint, I see a lot of these from a from the pragmatic as well as a training standpoint. So pragmatic-wise, uh, in terms of fighting, uh, one of my favorite, some of my favorite fights are when we kind of work on two different levels where we're working on our technique and we're and we're sparring, and then also working in the headspace and trying to throw each other's focus. And I think this is this is um, it's it's tough because the goal is to give too much stimuli, uh, knowing that your opponent is going to be trying to absorb everything, just to figure out what your tells are. But at the same time, you're throwing so much garbage at them. Um, that that uh, you know the signal to noise ratio gets lost, and we have some really <laughs> perceptive folks in SDS that I enjoy sparring with. Uh, so it means having to change up that game a lot from every fight. Uh, for instance, I um, I went for a couple weeks where I would um, just make an eh noise when I would like try and hit somebody. For, with every attack, I'd go eh. Um, and it killed for about a week. Uh, some people had just kept going and it was unfair to continue, but it just, it worked amazingly for a short period of time. And then uh, some people adapted to it really, really fast so that it was more distracting to me to continue doing than it was to, to the opponent. So it was interesting watching that progress. Uh, huh. Secondly, I think <laughs> it's really easy to get distracted off your path in terms of training um, and, and losing track of what your goals are. For instance, uh, a number of knights that I've spoken to found that right after they were knighted, um, they kind of got lost because they lost sight of they, and I should say we, because I sure did this too. That was why I asked. Um, it's really easy to lose sight of what your goals are after you after you get a little milestone. Figuring out what the broader world really looks like um, is is a real challenge. So that one continues to resonate with me uh, in that respect as well. Okay, next on the list, let's go to a related one, uh, but uh, focused but not fixated. Mm -hmm. Andre, go. Uh, the one that, how this, ref uh, how I, I perceive this is um, when you find yourself uh, in a pattern or, or rhythm and you're, you're uh, trying to, like trying to prove a particular method or technique and you just kind of start harping in on that and to the point where you're not doing anything else to improve yourself or um, you're losing the, the usefulness of the other techniques you have supposedly already mastered or had skills with. Um, so I know that um, in my personal uh, training experiences, I, I need to not get locked in on anything. Because um, when you do, then, you know, when you get fixated, then you're you know, everything else falls to the wayside to the point of it not being useful. Um, but obviously you don't want to be will-nilly in your, your pursuit of anything, otherwise you don't get anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. uh, an arrow pointed nowhere always hits its target, or wait, never hits its target, something like that. <laughs> or both. Yes. Um, but the the idea of, of having having a, a, a mental direction but without the exclusivity of everything else, um, I know. I especially in the nerd community, we when we tend to have a a fixation type mentality. Um, when we we get excited about something, you do the deep dive. Um, you know, when I'm learning something about a, a particular topic, 
six hours later, I consider myself a master on it because I've watched you know five hours of YouTube, watched you know read twelve different blog posts or whatever. Where really for the, the all the purpose of my life, I could have watched a thirty second uh, video and said, "Hey, this is what you need to know," and I, I would, would suffice. But because of uh, our, our nerdy nerdier tendencies. Um, that is not uncommon for us to do that. We will we will we will fix it on something to the point of we kind of lose ourselves. Um, I do this when I read a good book, my and something that my wife hates. Well, especially authors that I I've been following for years, wait a year, two years for their next book to come out, pick it up on a Friday, be done with it on a Sunday, and have to wait another two years. But because I the, <laughs> the, the new book has come out and I have to read it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I actually you know, neglect sleep. I, I will pass on meals. I will, you know. So that is the the uh, the, uh, the downside of the of, of it. Um, of the fixation. Of yeah. the fixation. Um, but if you are able to hone that in a in a and use that in a, a positive way, where you can focus without losing sight of the rest of the world, um, mm-hmm. then then you have a superpower of being able to go. Hey, I see these things. I can do these things. Um, and I still have a, a life around me, and people still talk to me, and I bathe occasionally. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bathing occasionally. Uh, that's an important part of this tenant. Yes. Ian, what do you got? I'm, I'm stuck on bathing occasionally. I think we got to up that in the training a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I again, it's uh, uh, I agree very much uh, with, with uh, everything Andre said. Um, I also think that... Uh, uh, one one of the ways that I, I've started to look at this particular tenant is that where uh, aware but not distracted, the one we mm-hmm. talked about previously, is more of I see that more of a sort of broader outer sort of uh, you know broader scope mm-hmm. tenant. This one really is more of a it's it's smaller scope, smaller um, focus uh, in terms of. Uh, how I interpret it, especially when it comes to combat. Uh, so when we're when we're in a when we're in a fight, uh, we're having a match. Uh, yeah, you want to be aware of everything going around you and not be distracted by it. But you also don't want to be so fixated on one getting one particular move in or uh, focusing on one like aspect of your opponent's abilities that you neglect to uh, have. A, you neglect to adjust for any changes uh, in in that uh, scenario. So, like, Doug, you're very, I mean, I've fought you maybe, like, twice, but in those times and then watching your fights, you know, you've got very particular things that you are, you have uh, strengths in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I have three moves. If I, yeah, and if I focus on just one of those moves and trying to get around that one move, I'm going to get hit by the other three every time. That's when the yeah comes in, and then yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, in terms of combat, it's really important to, you know, don't try to force yourself to do the same move until it hits. Don't try to focus on one aspect of your opponent's uh, strategy to the detriment of getting hit by, you know, smaller stuff. Like I, I was having this conversation with uh, Jonathan uh, in the club. And, uh, you know, I asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, what, what is, what would you say is your, your, like your biggest strength, um, in terms of your fighting style? And he was like, well, I think speed and flexibility are kind of my two big things. And I was like, yeah, I, I absolutely watch out for those things. But if I'm too focused on, you know, your, your speed during a fight, 
um, I end up not focusing on how I can, you know, do more things to try to get around that. And I'm just like purely defense based. And then you hit me anyway. So, mm -hmm. um, also shout out to his general floppiness. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Jonathan is yeah. a floppy person. <laughs> uh there there are some times where he'll he'll hit a strike and i'll be like did you stretch like your limbs did mm, they get I, longer what happened <laughs> and he did it in the air too which bothers yeah. me a lot. <laughs> yeah uh and then you know going going back to the 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 outside of of combat sort of philosophy on this tenant it is really really easy to fixate on trying to improve one particular aspect of training or focus on one, learning one particular uh, new skill or get it in, in your personal life, get really into, you know, one particular class or one particular, uh, you know, game you're playing or whatever. And then you just neglect other things around you because you've fixated on, this one particular thing and overall you might get really really good at whatever you're fixating on but your skills are going to uh suffer elsewhere and so i i definitely agree with andre on on that that same point it does seem like the rate at which things atrophy is much faster than the rate at which at least i gain um stuff that i am focusing on yes oh yeah um, Absolutely. I can spend I can spend all week adding one move and then I've lost two of my three moves and then I have to start working on the third one, getting a new third one. Um, so, so on a more serious note for me, that actually, um, from a combat standpoint, uh, something I've just I've noticed that's interesting is that with different fighters, it could behoove you to focus your attention on different places. So for some folks, uh, watching their eyes is is challenging with our masks but but the way to go other times it's you know picking a shoulder picking an elbow whatever um but i got the the coolest illustration of this exact tenant uh, a long time a couple years ago when we were at a really distracting venue um and we were just kind of horsing around and doing lots and lots of sparring in really close proximity with other people and it was really dangerous but it was fun and i had injured my eye that day uh, and so i couldn't wear my contacts so i was there with my glasses and there is one thing i cannot do or handle and that's train or fight with my glasses on because it's just asking to destroy them destroy my nose um you know just it's asking for another injury and i usually have plenty of those so what i just ended up doing was i took my glasses off and left them in my bag and put my mask on and it was about a third blind, you know? Uh, but I went into a fight with a guy that I really respected. And I had a, I mean, I still respect him, obviously, but had a, a huge challenge fighting. Um, he could get me six ways to Sunday up until that point. Uh, and I'd never known where to focus attention on him. He was very, he projected a very big presence when he was fighting. And so you could be seeing something happening up here and he's actually getting you, getting you from a lower position or whatever. So this one time I was fighting him, I realized I, I just couldn't focus anywhere because my eyes physically couldn't do it. So I just left my eyes unfocused and ended up seeing everything at once. Uh, interesting. Uh, cool. And it was, it was incredible. I think I, didn't, I, I think I didn't let him score a point through the entire sparring session. Wow. 
uh, because I saw what was coming. I'm not a defensive fighter, as you guys know, but I was able to intercept things and, and redirect them and do all kinds of fun stuff. I, uh, he had a signature move that was really hard to pick up on and that I'd had a really hard time picking up on. And I mu ended up muscle memorying it and, and, uh, and it let me use his move back on him while he was trying to use it just because he didn't expect it either. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was just a mind blowing experience. So occasionally, um, if I can, when I'm in a fight, if it's somebody I don't know, uh, or somebody I just haven't had a lot of successful history with, I will try just unfocusing my eyes um, and just trying to pick up everything. Um, so that's that's a, a practical thing that I, I uh, carry with me most of the time. And when I'm successful, that's something I'm trying to do in my fighting. Um, and I think I'm just going to leave it there because uh, you can get way too broad outside <laughs> of the, uh, the uh, getting into the training space. So sure, let's move on. Let's go with confident but not prideful. Andre. Um, I joke about the fact that I'm I am the most awesome Andre there is. Um, and and it, it it is part of one of Andre's personal Andre's one of my personal tenets that I'm the best Andre there ever is. Um, but also also knowing the fact that the part that I don't speak about is I'm also the worst Andre there, there ever is. Um, because I'm the only one that's had my experiences and the only ones that's had my choices. So I've always going to be the best and always going to be the worst. Um, so when I, when I, I'm glad you're not using the giantist versus the not giantist, <laughs> um, in your spectrum, because I don't know if you can measure up to the giant Andres out there. Uh, no, no, no. Um, that dude flipped a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> With his hands. Yes. Oh, and he, he uh, I believe the, it. The amount of alcohol he could consume at one sitting is like legendary. Um, and I can't do any of that. Uh, Although, <laughs> I would say you, Andre, can flip a Volkswagen just with your hurtful words. I, so. I, I am, I, I am, <laughs> I am witty. Um, but the, the one thing that has that, that kind of perspective has allowed me to have, um, is I don't have a measuring stick beyond outside of myself. Um, and so, um, that allows me to be confident and without necessarily, because I consider pride either being something hollow or something that is um, not genuine or unearned. Um, I also think it is something that it is used to place yourself above someone else, um, where I think confidence is just the opposite. You are placing yourself within a proper perspective. Um, and so when it comes to our, our fighting situations or, or, or our club situation, um, oh, I go in with all the confidence in the world is knowing what my skills are. Um, and I will never say that I will come in and beat you or even some of these rookies now, especially after COVID, after our COVID break, who can uh, probably wail on me because I'm winded and out of shape and whatnot. But um, I think there is a, a, a genuine, especially with our community, um, there's not a lot of ego. Uh, there are, We do have some that have had to uh, go through a season of, of, of combat let's use that phrase to help have their ego adjusted and what the what what it has to be a part of san diego sabers um but i think you should be confident in what you know you know you know you can do use those tools to the but not to the point where you're using them as a weapon against someone else so i think that's where i i think the delineation is between pride and confidence um 
because yeah, there there'll always be somebody better, and there'll always be somebody not as good as you. So why why do you think yourself higher than you should? So that's kind of nice. what I, that's where I, I like land it. on that. Well done. well said, uh, Ian. Match that. Uh, no, but <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it better. That's why. <laughs> um. So I I yeah no that's a that that was uh, a really great personal take on it. Um, well done there, Andre. Uh, I find when it comes to this particular tenant that we there, there are really two schools of people on either side of the line not necessarily in our school you know in san diego sabers as a club but just in general i find that our our new new students um and people who are just coming into the sport have a lot of issues with uh being confident in themselves and their abilities um and you know trying to maintain the enough confidence to know that yeah you know you're still learning but you you should have enough confidence in yourself to get out there and actually fight and learn from somebody and ask questions and you know uh, i i personally struggled with that for a really long time uh when i first started uh san diego sabers is just coming in and just seeing all of these really skilled individuals how am i gonna get to a point where i'm sitting here and you know able to keep up with with these you know the these amazing like other duelists and 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 fighters here um but one of the things that you know really helps i think as an you know talking about sds as a school is that everybody knows that they can learn something from everybody else uh regardless of skill level um and they know that they can teach too uh, fighting someone who's less experienced is a teaching moment uh, for as much as it is a, uh, you know, a, a practice, you know, bout. So that really helps in that regard. And I do see a lot of our, our, our newer students uh, struggling with that same, getting over that same hump of, you know, having confidence in, in yourself and your abilities, even if you're going into a fight knowing that, you know, I don't, I don't go into a fight with, you know, like, uh, Matthew and expect to win. No, <laughs> that's, that's just, I go in there knowing I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get a point on him because, uh, I learned a new thing and I don't know if he knows I learned it yet. And I'm going to be confident in my abilities and I'm going to, I'm just going to go out there and learn everything I can from that fight. Um, you know, I had, uh, in, in the last penguins tournament, master Allen was in my pool bouts. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a learning opportunity, uh, you know, because um, so, I got to fight him like twice in the pool bouts. So that was cool. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, I find that uh, I don't really see this in, in SDS, at least not in my personal experience. I'm sure people have struggled with it, but I think that there is uh, once you kind of reach certain milestones and you start to uh, enter the upper echelons of your skill level, uh, there's a sort of forget where you came from uh, thing that can happen. And I've seen this with other fighters uh, and, you know, other schools and uh, other sports in general um, where, you know, people will not give the time of day to those new folks because they're just way too prideful in what they've become and their abilities. And, you know, why waste my time on the peasantry? Mm -hmm. 
you know um and that that's you know the other opposite extreme that this one takes uh i see what your hand did there and it made me think that perhaps we could have the peasantry bring us tea during um uh, sds yeah meets. I, I legitimately almost picked up my mug but there's nothing in it so yeah yeah <laughs> i was listening i just anyway sorry to interject yeah no that was i mean yeah, that the I ended with that because okay, <laughs> nice. Be ridiculous at the end and right. Next for good segues. Speaking of Se segues, speaking stop. of segues, um, <laughs> did you hear that the CEO? No, never mind. <laughs> Don't um, go there. <laughs> uh, so, confident but not prideful is my kryptonite. Basically, um, I've and I, I've, I don't know how often I talk about this, but uh, confidence is a challenge for me um always has been it's the the ways in which i've managed to screw myself over with it are wide and varied specifically in sds um but in so doing i think i've learned a lot of stuff about it as well which is helpful uh so so i i like to think of for me my favorite time fighting in sds was in the very beginning when i had no expectations on myself i came in super intimidated by everyone but just sort of rolled up my sleeves and, and dove in and got to fight some really amazing people right away. And those days were great because I had no expectations on my own ability, none. Mm. And anytime I learned, or anytime I, I every pass, I learned something every, and I wasn't concentrating on winning or losing. Uh, there was no winning or losing because I just expected to lose every time. And so I was just trying to see what I could absorb. And that was outstanding. Uh, and then over time, I just started building up all this baggage on myself of what I expected to accomplish in different matches instead of trying to learn through every single match. Um, so that ended up building into this, this huge thing. So then of course my natural instinct was, well, when you thought you when, when you were completely unschooled and worthless, um, you know, from a fighting perspective in my own head, you were way happier. So, and this wasn't something I consciously decided. This is just something I did. So I was like, how about you just attack your own um, confidence and your own ability so you can convince yourself that you are newbie level garbage. Not that newbies are garbage, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that I just try, I just, just thought, I'm going to try and convince myself I'm a trash fighter so that I have no expectations of victory. And that is something you can do really quickly as i found out uh something else i found out was you can do that damage really fast and it will take forever to undo it um i kind of i did end up coming out seeing the other side of the tunnel but trying to claw back that level of joy um that i had before i did that to myself is still an ongoing process and i think i did that like five years ago so I think I was about a year and a half into my into my training, and I basically was just looking at a. Uh, I was I was plateauing. I was the dreaded plateau, mm -hmm. uh, and I saw people around me that were continuing to just skyrocket in their training. And I thought, well, this is where I stop being good. Uh, everyone that I fight with is better than me now. I'm you know bottom tier in SDS and all this stuff that just doesn't matter. And I knew it didn't matter consciously, but you know this is your lizard brain uh, working. So I decided, okay, I'll just tear myself down. And I see that a lot in in this club. Um, I see that a lot in just life. But mm -hmm. the one thing that is more than likely to get me to run across a court and stop somebody from something is when um, they will uh, 
just be unsuccessful at something and start trashing themselves. Um, because in my view, from what I've learned, if I can pass off any or pass on anything, I try to do this when I'm teaching is your confidence is it's a muscle. Think of it like that. Um, you know how people say your brain is a muscle? Your confidence is too. And you have to nurture it and you have to train it. And you have to build your confidence in a healthy way so that you can approach a fight like Andre does. Um, and it is super easy to have, you know, you can have, uh, you can, you can under overestimate it um, in a fight and it will screw you. You can injure it and boy, you can cripple it. Um, and that will take just as much time to recover from as a physical injury. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's very trite to say, take it easy on yourselves. Um, but keeping sight of your expectations and, and understanding and talking with your, with your mentors about what your expectations are and should be, uh, I think will, I think it sure would have benefited me. And, uh, and I try to bring focus on that with, uh, with teaching as well. So Very good. there's my big tangent. <laughs> not a tangent. Very appropriate. Uh, now moving on to driven, but not obsessed. And Andre, this does not involve uh, shipping trucks. Yes. So, and it doesn't. It does. You could, took the joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make that joke. <laughs> um, and it, but it does also include occasional bathing. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I think this can kind of piggyback the focus, but um, but not fixated, um, because I think fixation is also kind of goes along. Um, with obsession, um, I th uh, so I, I would would mimic a lot of the things that I spoke previously. Um, what once you put all your uh, all your energy into one project or one direction or one purpose, it it voids you of energy for other things, um, and that means life is, is, is less colorful, less useful, less uh, enjoyable. Um, so I think, you know, it's good to have goals because once again, if you, you know, don't have goals, then you wake up 20 years later and you realize that your life has just been existence. Um, but at the same time, if you are so driven that, you know, once again, you're not taking care of yourself or you're not taking care of your relationships or you're, you know, uh, just, it, it has a quick way of turning you into an a-hole um, if you're not careful. Um, you know, if you're so driven, it, it, let's take it take back to the club. I'm kind of verging on the personal, but take it back to the club. If you're so driven um, to reach a certain goal or a certain technique or, you know, the title of knighthood or whatever, um, that you aren't enjoying the fighting or you are becoming an angry fighter or you're, you're belligerent to those around you. And it, it stops be about being the fun and it's more about becoming something that you want to do. Um, in the process, you're losing the reason why you're doing it. Um, so I know that that is one of the undercurrents of why we have this as one of our tenants. It's like, no, when you start becoming obsessed, you, 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 you lose touch with the reality of everything else around you. Um, that's why I'm okay with being the eternal Padawan. I, I'm, I know that uh, eventually I'll get there, 
But in the process, mm-hmm. I'm going to fight a lot of people. I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. I'm starting over at zero after COVID because I did absolutely zero training during the year and a half that we didn't train. Hey, <laughs> I I have I, I have the lung capacity of a goldfish uh, 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 that uh, I swing three times and now I'm leaning against the fence. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still I still in my heart I would like to be a knight. I want to do that. That is part of my commitment to what I'm doing here. And I'm giving the energy that I have to do that, but I also have a life. I'm a, I'm the primary income in a family. I have a, I have multiple jobs. Um, you know, I have a wife who technically is, is disabled that needs you know occasional extra attention. I mean, she's had three surgeries in the last year and a half. It's taken a little extra energy that you know could have been spent elsewhere. But that's where you know the the, the goals are are mitigated on importance. Um, so yes, becoming a knight it would be awesome, and eventually it will happen. Um, everyone else will have gotten it before me, but I, I will be there cheering them on. Uh, no but, other Andres. <laughs> there are no uh, other Andres. Will have gotten no it. No other Andres have gotten it. No, Andreas though, mm-hmm. he, if he keeps pushing himself, he's our, Andreas. Yes, uh, his, you got to watch it. His skill set. He, he, he's 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 a rock. Um, but uh, I think just having that once again the proper perspective of putting the energy towards the goal to not the exclusivity of other things. Well said. And bathing uh, occasionally. And bathing occasionally. Really don't, don't get fixed. Don't get, don't fix- get obsessed <laughs> with your bathing. Well, it, it's, the, it, the, it's, the... It, it is Sunday, right? So it is, it is bath day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the secret. We You've unlocked the secret fifth tenant. Bathe occasionally. <laughs> bathe occasionally. Right, right. We need to. Add, we really do need to add that well, to uh, the tenants. After some. Also, I'd like to point out that that I know we're hopefully not going to have video on this, uh-huh. but I'd also like to point out that that uh, Andre is clearly shooting far past knighthood and has already got like a really prestigious master beard. Um, <laughs> I think he's far down that path uh, to mastery. Um, this is this I mean, is this it, the biggest the beard's allowed to get. The missus will literally make me a, a, an appointment. To... <laughs> it's still in control though. It's very precise. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I like it very all much. All of that white and the gray—that's all. That's the concentration of force <laughs> energy. Oh, it's and like pooling. And she has made the daughters promise that if she goes before I do, that I do not grow the hillbilly duck dynasty beard, even though that is what I want to do. <laughs> because Ooh, I, I yeah. will, cause then I will get to that point where bathing occasionally and and it's <laughs> is, is going to go out the window because... It's uh, really easy to do that. Because yeah. uh, A, it'll be morning. B, um, I, I have no other reason. <laughs> just get a barrel, fill it with water, and every day dunk it in there occasionally. You're good to go. Yeah. Or just wear the barrel. Wear the barrel. Um, well, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, laund- laundry's hard. <laughs> why wear clothes yeah yeah um i just had a i just had the opposite situation where i suddenly one night just could not stand the idea of continuing to fight to keep my mustache and beard out of my food oh, no. while i was eating dinner <laughs> and i just could not have it anymore and so i had like the i had dinner right in front of me and i just got up went to the bathroom shaved completely <laughs> and came back and i was like oh thank god I remember what just like eating and enjoying food was like. So anyway, um, my, my own, to... <laughs> my journey to, to knighthood and mastery has taken a real hit there. Um, yeah. in that I have to start all over as, as one has the Padawan braid. There's right. also the, the mastery beard and I'm starting all over. Mastery beard. I had to, um, when I, when I got my 
new job um one of the one of the things is that as uh for for emergency medicine uh you you have to have a full seal over your mouth oh, for yeah. when you're on calls for a mask so i had a full beard and i had to trim it down and now like i'm like okay i've got i've gone with a different style of facial hair I've gone with a different style of hair. I've had several people tell me I look like my own evil twin from another dimension. <laughs> uh, so there's that. It's 2021. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are in the darkest timeline. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just waiting for Troy to bust in with a couple pizzas and everything being on yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, We're almost there. Uh, All right. So on topic, take us home. <laughs> Driven, but not obsessed. Driven but not obsessed. Um, I I I had a really good conversation about this one uh, with a couple people. Where one of the the big things that I, I learned from that conversation that I, I really really stuck with me is that when you are driven towards a goal, you know you're going to work on it, and no matter what comes, you know you'll even if you have a setback or a detriment. You know, as long as you're driven, you know, you will eventually meet your goal. And it's very much like you said, Andre, you know, it might take more time than you than you want it to or than you uh, than you'd like it to. But as long as you have that drive and you're putting in the work, you will meet that goal. But if you have such an obsession with meeting a certain goal uh, or learning a certain skill and it doesn't pan out, um you know, let's let's for an example, let's just say there's someone who is really obsessed with getting to uh, their knighthood status and they take the night trials and, you know, they still have stuff that they need to work on. Um, the if you are so obsessed with getting to a certain goal and you do not reach that goal that you are unable to cope with the uh, the setbacks setback you're going to it's going to hit you right not only in your in your in your drive to continue but it's going to hit you in all the other tenants that we talked about you're gonna lose you're gonna lose your focus you're going to uh your your awareness is going to suffer your confidence is going to plummet because if you if you put all of your identity into one thing, one drive, one goal, and do not allow for the reality of, hey, you know what? Sometimes things aren't going to work out exactly as I, I want them to. Um, it's, it, it is such a, this is one of those tenets where I think like it, if you are, if, if you focus too much on, on the obsession, you're going to hurt your training in every other apps aspect. Definitely. Uh, because that's 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 what we live in. That's the reality of the situation. You know, none of us knew that we were going to have to stop training for a year and a half because of you know the global kerfuffle. Uh, and there, that set a lot of people back in their training and mm -hmm. their goals. It set a lot of us back in our personal lives. Um, but you know that you can't let you have to roll with the punches. You know, if you do not do that and you become so obsessed with getting one thing you're just going to harm everything around your entire existence 
Yeah, couldn't agree more. Like, like for example, if you're if you're um, put on the council but not granted the title of master, I mean, the next day <laughs> you're a domestic abuser and killing children. So uh, that is yeah, they made a whole documentary about that. Yeah, like a whole a trilogy of them, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, very serious deep dive into the the mental uh, effects mm-hmm. of obsession. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that was yeah. Sorry to sorry to tease, but uh, yeah, I definitely <laughs> credit you for that one. Um. I. I am too far in my own headspace to be able to uh, uh, address my own. Uh, experience with this so i'm going to uh throw someone else under the bus um i have a friend slash nemesis that um struggled with this uh, in oh, the beginning of their training yeah and they came into sds after their first or second session they came in all cylinders blazing and i mean more power to them it was great it was it was so motivating for everyone around them um and also kind of comical for for those around them like their friends slash nemeses, uh, because they ended up just throwing so much of themselves into their training that their body started falling apart. Like, like this person sort of kind of maybe fainted, passed out in the middle of a sparring match um, because we'd all been training too hard the, the night before and their legs didn't work anymore. Um, someone I remember that that same someone may have fainted in the training session the day before because they just pushed themselves until they were out of air. Um, and, and it made for funny storytelling in the short term and like, God, that person has got it figured out. Like that person is, has embodied our gotta, gotta want it, um, you know, motto. And, and then we really got to see how that became incredibly detrimental to this person's training. Like it torpedoed their confidence um, they it torpedoed their body. They were always injured, um, and 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 they were always needing to. They always would benefit from somebody trying to like draw them back from the brink, like getting to that place. And I think it's really easy to be here, where you're like, I'm obsessed to the point where if I can't have this perfection the way I need it right now, there's no point, and I'm gonna give up. And. Um, and then, of course, your obsession has the opposite opposite impact of what um, of what you were going for. So, uh, I guess that was a really complicated way of saying pace yourself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, don't uh, it is... don't hurt yourselves, guys. Like, you can't continue to train if you are on the floor. Like, please, I say yeah. that as 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 your friend as your council member and as a, 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 an emergency medical technician please mm. please and as someone who's almost put yourself in the hospital uh by screwing up your knee yes see Good four training. things yeah. i have four credentials <laughs> yeah yeah don't do it um, uh, anyway i just i want to make a point uh that i am not making fun of this person i was in awe of them uh oh, and absolutely. and they also got to teach they got to teach me a really valuable lesson that you can got to want it too hard. Um, and you really do need to um, find the line between driven and obsessed. And that's, I bring up their experience just because it's the best example I've seen so far of, of why this tenant is important and why it's critical to our club, because a, I, I think it's a, I think it's an impulse. A lot of people have had, and they didn't necessarily go down that path, but there've been a lot of people that like, man, if I can't have that knighthood in the first six months, 
uh, and not enjoy the journey, um, then I'm just going to give up and do something else, you know, or I'm going to go join another club where I think I can get the piece of paper sooner. Um, and, and really you're missing out on the, on the whole journey and you're probably doing yourself some damage on some level. Yeah. So I really, I really like how, uh, both of you throughout this conversation have, uh, provided some real world examples of both your experiences and some of the experiences you've witnessed, because that's really how you grow in your understanding of these tenants. We can sit here and talk about them academically, um, and that is going to be, you know, everybody's first introduction to the tenants is, you know, we're going to talk about them in the sense of a, what is this, you know, looking at them, really examining them. But your true understanding of the four tenants of the warrior will come from your personal experience training and from watching and learning from your fellow SDS club members and your 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 friends and teammates and just everybody in general. So um, if 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 anything gets taken away from this it's this yeah you have to know the four tenets in terms of the words and what the the basic meaning but that meaning is going to evolve and change and uh become more personal to you as you grow your your uh both your combat talent and your own uh martial philosophy and how you approach uh sds mentally so what you know let's have start conversations with with other members especially knights um who have been around sds for a while doug you had some very very good insights andre you had some great insights that i didn't even you know i wouldn't think of um because in 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 the grand scheme of things i'm i'm a newer member um i've been around for about a year not counting like all the COVID madness but there's a lot of experience you guys have that, you know, really just in this conversation alone has helped me focus my understanding of these tenants. So, uh, yeah, that's your homework, everybody listening. Uh, Both go, of you. Go and, yeah. All, all two of you. Uh, and I, I will find you and I will ask you questions. Mm. Um, we'll track that well, IP address. Yeah. Okay. Well, that. We will probably, like I said, we'll probably be revisiting this through the course of the series. I know that as we interview the Knights, Doug, we're going to probably ask you these questions again. To, so if you want mm-hmm. to, you know, take notes. I'll uh, have entirely different stories that don't line up with these at all. That's perfectly that's awesome because new content. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, these things, are, these are important to us. These are part of what we consider our, our, our martial spirit, our, our mindset, um, our, our foundations. Um, so, um, if you have any questions on why we, we, the, where these came from or why we, where we are so strongly, uh, in sync with these things or certain songs focus on things, send us an email info at San Diego Life. If you have any questions concerning what the club is doing, what the club is up to continue that same email address, San Diego Sabres, info at San Diego Life. Um, but let's go out with one bonus tenant. That really isn't a tenant, but we've already Ooh. already mentioned it a little bit tonight. Was was it the bathing thing? No, that's that's a secret fifth tenant that only those who watch listen to the podcast get. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if there's anybody who comments accordingly um, in, in any of the postings. But no, um, we have these gotta want it and get good as as kind of sub mantras or sub tenants. 
and you you mentioned the the gotta want it um you've but you've pointed out that there's 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 the good and the bad side of that um any additional thoughts on that or do we want to save that for uh, further further conversations or is that just something we throw out to poke people poke people to make them work harder or get angry uh i would say uh, to to anyone listening both of you um <laughs> oh we've got a dozen comment and t- comment and tell us what you think um <laughs> gotta what it means for good or for evil um and then maybe we can address that on the next in the next podcast sounds like a plan because i think i think those are things that really deserve to be unpacked yeah um and i can care and let's do okay, that okay cool we'll see that for, for cool. we want your comments no, we we have more than two. Smash that! Don't smash that like button. There isn't one. No, there's not like button. But no, we have more than don't, two listeners. Don't smash anything. But uh, <laughs> we've, we're up to dozens, or dozen. I don't know. I I, I stopped checking the numbers to be honest with you because it it's not why we do this. But I would right. like to, I would like to hear from you all. Um, but until next time, I am still producer Andre. And long pause contractually fulfilled. <laughs> Uh, I am Ian. You are my hero. <laughs> I am. I am present. And with that, uh, that we presence, will... that presence, was done. That was done. <laughs> and with that, we will say good night. Bye bye. Good night, all. Bye. Bye, everybody. Until next time, remember: always keep your blades up, don't lose your tip, and may the force be with you. Sabers Radio Podcast, Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, music, characters, and other Star Wars items are the property of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content is property of San Diego Sabers, copyright 2020. May the force be with you.